0: Superbrain is a labour of love. Alas, no podcast can survive on love alone. We don't have a sponsor, so we need your support for Superbrain to stay alive and kicking. You can make a one-off donation by following the Support This Show link in the show or episode description.
1: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Geeky Palmer.
0: My name is Sabina Brennan and you are listening to Superbrain, the podcast for everyone with a brain. This is the last episode of season four and I'm sad to say it may be the last ever episode of Superbrain. That is unless you guys can help me to find a sponsor for the show. I don't know if you are aware, but it costs quite a lot of money and time to put together the show each week. And basically we're at season four and I've... Emptied all my coffers and really just doesn't make any sort of economic sense for me to continue unless I have some support for the show. I love doing the podcast. I really do. But I'm going to take some time out now and have a serious think about it and see if I can find any way to make it work. And I'm underestimating here, but... It takes up about three and a half days each week. There's a lot of work goes into reading up on and researching both my episodes with guests and the booster podcast. For example, the booster I just wrote this morning actually probably took me about two hours, two and a half hours to research and write it. And that's just for these short little booster shots and the amount of time that goes into preparing graphics, editing the recordings themselves the social media, all the rest. I love it. We've had in the hundreds of thousands of downloads, but alas, no income for the show. When I started the podcast back on the 9th of March 2020, I had a day job. Alas, thanks to COVID, I lost my day job just a short two months after the first lockdown in May 2020. So I set up the podcast and was quite happy to invest some of my money and my time in trying to make it work at this point. Um, yeah, I just have to put a cap on it. Anyway, I'm going to do this final booster. I will have a think over the next few months. If any of you have any thoughts or ideas for sponsors or would like to support the show yourself by making one-off donations, please feel free to do so. But I'm afraid I can no longer afford to <laughs> continue working for nothing else. Anyway, enough of that sort of sad stuff. And I actually do feel quite emotional saying it. I'm really sorry. I didn't think that it would make me feel like this to say it out loud, but that's the way of it. But who knows? We'll see. We'll see what happens. Anyway, in Monday's episode, I interviewed the fabulous Marco Halloran. And this makes me even more sad because I love meeting all these people. Anyway, in Monday's episode, we chatted about surviving and thriving in life through the lens of his fabulous films and screenwriting work and acting. And he shared a little anecdote about a conversation that he started up with a random stranger in a hotel lobby in Cuba. And not only did that lead to the makings of a fun anecdote, it also provided the basis for a character that he wrote in the movie Viva. Anyway, if you haven't listened to the episode yet, check it out. It is a really interesting episode and that's a fun story from it. It got me thinking about the topic for today's episode. And I started thinking about talking to strangers like Mark. I'm quite happy to talk to strangers. And I do talk to random strangers when I'm in queues in supermarkets or, uh, well, when I used to go on public transport, etc. pre-pandemic. But I have no problem doing that. The fact that Mark and I are comfortable doing that, I would imagine stems from our acting backgrounds and improvising and that sort of thing. But for the majority of people, talking to a stranger is kind of something that they don't do or are fearful of. Now, I only talk to strangers in safe places, you know, in public places. And obviously, I suss the situation out. Usually we'll chat to people when there's other people around rather than when it's just two of us in one place. For example, I would feel quite uncomfortable even getting into a lift with a random stranger. Actually, only really if it's a man that I don't know. But that's a whole other podcast episode. Anyway, the point being, I'm careful about who I talk to and the context in which I talk to people. But for the most part, in everyday life, I'm happy to talk to strangers. Of course, that has all changed in a way since the pandemic because we have very real reason to keep our distance from strangers and actually even from friends and family because of the risk of transmitting the virus. So, What I'm talking about here now is from research pre-pandemic and just related to human behaviour around our interaction with strangers. So forget about pandemic. Gosh, I wish we could. So why is it that so many people feel uncomfortable striking up a conversation with strangers? Well, as is the case with most human behaviour, there's a little bit of evolution, a little bit of learned behaviour from our childhood, as well as social and cultural norms. Most young babies go through a phase of making strange that occurs about five to eight months after they're born. When they're first able to distinguish strangers from parents, um, their little baby brain sets off massive alarm signals when they see an unfamiliar face. You know, they're perfectly happy lying and cooing away in their pram or their buggy. And then you, the neighbour or randomer at the bus stop, if it's me, <laughs> leans over the pram to say, could you coo or what a gorgeous baby that is, only for the baby to start screaming or crying or doing that horrible, you know, that bottom lip, Tremors in response to your interaction. So that's part of normal human development in a sense. Hold
1: up.
0: When we're actually around strangers, our cortisol levels rise. Now, cortisol is a hormone involved in the stress response. So being around strangers is not only physiologically stressful, but it also lowers our capacity for empathy, which might make some people less interested in hearing what you have to say about your day on the train home from work. Now, there's an interesting study done in mice. It's a bit cruel, but I recount it anyway to illustrate the relationship between the stranger stress response and empathy. So. Researchers put two pairs of mice in cages, a familiar pair and a pair of strangers. Now, here's the cruel bit. One of the mice was given an electric shock. If the mouse who received the electric shock was familiar, then the unaffected member of the familiar pair showed a lot more empathetic pain than the unaffected member of the stranger pair. Now, when the scientists carried out the same study in pairs of mice who had been given cortisol blockers so they couldn't release cortisol, the unaffected mice in the familiar pair and in the stranger pair reacted in the same empathetic way. So it seems that without the cortisol stress response, we have the capacity to feel empathy towards strangers. Now, the same pattern of behaviour occurred in humans when one person was made to put their hands in iced water. Here's the learned bit really, as children were warned over and over again never to talk to stranger, so that's learned behaviour that really becomes embedded in our psyche as we grow up, despite the reality that most strangers are actually harmless. In fact based on statistics of actual violent crime, you should be more fearful of those close to you than strangers. The majority of victims of sexual assault know their assailant. If you're going to be murdered it is three times more likely that the murderer will be someone you know, rather than a stranger. Of course, it is sensible to be wary and keep your wits about you. But the scaredy feeling you get in your gut comes from evolution and behaviours learned in childhood. Of course, when people look at me funny when I strike up a conversation with them, it's most probably because I'm breaking a cultural or social code. And that in and of itself makes me seem a bit odd, a bit weird, a bit strange, maybe stranger than you. The thing is, though, that striking up random conversations with strangers can improve your mood, can make you feel connected. And in a way, it can act like a form of therapy for loneliness. People who are socially well-connected have less health problems, are less depressed and are less likely to experience cognitive decline in later life and dementia even. So most of that research comes from research that looks at social connections and social networks that you have amongst family, friends, workers, etc. But in recent years, several studies have looked at whether some of these benefits could be gained from interacting with strangers. Now, not as a replacement for much-needed social circle and social support system, but as a complement to them. And several studies have shown that talking with strangers can make us happier, more connected to our communities, mentally sharper, healthier less lonely and more trustful and optimistic. All of those are really good things. So by not engaging with strangers, you are actually denying yourself all of those benefits. And the good news is that both the instigator of the stranger social interaction and the recipient reaped those benefits. If you're afraid of being rejected by starting up a conversation with a stranger, the research suggests that it is another unfounded fear, as in fact... Research suggests that almost all people respond positively. So how do you just randomly start conversations with strangers? Well, just follow your curiosity. Have a listen to my booster shot from a couple of weeks ago on the benefits of satisfying your curiosity. If you like someone's coat, compliment them. Say it out loud. Maybe ask them where they got it. Is it comfy? Is it warm? Or ask them a question that's been kind of bugging you about something else in your surroundings. Speak the thing that you are wondering about aloud to the person next to you. You can also take a leaf out of some of the approaches taken by Dr Gillian Sandstrom. She's a psychologist who studies the phenomenon. In her research, she developed an app called Goose Chase, which is a sort of scavenger hunt for stranger conversations. Now, you actually don't really need an app to do this. You can just set your own targets each day. Like you're going to Interact with one stranger a day but each day you look for a stranger that has some particular quality or trait for example like today I'm going to talk to a smiley stranger or an artsy type or someone with tattoos or someone wearing a tie or a hat or someone who looks sad or someone who's carrying lots of boxes or shopping bags whatever you can throw anything at it have fun you might be surprised by what you learn from the interaction and by that lovely warm feeling you get in your tummy to replace that anxious, scaredy feeling. Plus, it'll make you more connected and aware of the world around you, more present in the moment. And that's far better for you than looking at the ground as you walk or avoiding eye contact with other people. So, yeah, make friends with a stranger today. My name is Sabina Brennan and you have been listening to Brain, the podcast for everyone with a brain. My aim for Boosters is to share insights from neuroscience, psychology and from my own life that might help you to better understand why we do the things we do, how we can reach our true potential and move from just surviving to thriving in life. If there's anything in particular you'd like me to cover in an upcoming booster shot, please do let me know. You'll find me on Instagram at Sabina Brennan and Twitter at Sabina underscore Brennan. You can, of course, also email me at info at superbrain.ie. For the price of a coffee, you can listen to Superbrain ad-free over on patreon.com forward slash Superbrain. I couldn't do this show without my brilliant editor, Emily Burke, and there'd be no point in doing the show at all without you, my wonderful listeners. So thank you for tuning in today. Tune in on Monday for another fascinating interview with an inspiring guest and on Thursday for another booster shot from me. My name is Sabina Brennan. You have been listening to Superbrain, the podcast for everyone with a brain.